Welcome to Goop Tales, episode 18, Stingessi and the Leopard Who Wouldn't Change His Spots. I'm Maria Calanchini, and I'm the author of Goop Tales. And in today's tale, we're going to go to Kenya with Stingessi. Now, Stingessi is a little goop girl named after being stingy just because sometimes she doesn't like to share because she thinks there's not enough, when there always is enough. So come along to Kenya and find out what Stingessi does when she goes face to face with a leopard. And after the story, I am going to tell you how you can see all of the photos that go with this story and make sure and find the tiny Stingessi that is hidden inside of every photo. So stay tuned and I will see you on the other side. Stingessi, what a darling dear. How well she used to persevere. How well she cared for all her frocks and put away her building blocks. But would she let her playmates touch? A toy of hers? No, sir. Not much. Chapter 1 Once upon a time, there was a curious little goop girl named Stingessi. She loved to play with all of her goop friends and fly her little hoop through the air. Stingessi was very meticulous with all of her toys and blocks, and she kept everything in perfect order. Every single toy had an exact spot on the shelf. Stingessi had an enviable collection of building blocks, hoops, and little red wagons. She had collected hoops since before she could remember. She had them in every color and size, and she always carried one around with her. She knew how to twirl them in every direction and could throw them up in the air, catch them on one finger, and transfer the hoop to her toes. Oftentimes, her good goop friend, Abednego, would visit her just to watch her throw her hoops, but he was always careful never to touch Stingessi's hoops. Stingessi didn't like for others to play with her toys, and she rarely shared. She believed that she had to keep all of her belongings to herself. It was as if she thought her toys would get smaller or disappear if she shared them. That was never the case, but Stingessi always held on tight to everything she had. One dark, cloudy day, Abednego visited Stingessi. Abednego never traveled anywhere unprepared, so he came calling with his umbrella in hand. He asked Stingessi to come out and look for rain puddles. Stingessi loved a good rain puddle romp, so she grabbed her favorite little gold hoop and her rain boots, and off they went. Along the way, Stingessi threw her little hoop into the air to catch raindrops and spin them into sparkling rain crystals. They walked along laughing as they looked at the dark clouds above. It started to sprinkle, so Stingessi threw her hoop in the air and spun some crystals that dropped to the ground and turned into sunflowers. A gorgeous field of yellow sunflowers popped up and surrounded them. When Stingessi was good, magic like this always happened. The rain hadn't poured down yet, so there were very few puddles. 
Stinjessi spotted a small puddle in the distance, so she raced over to it and splashed and stomped until the puddle disappeared. By the time Abednego arrived, the puddle was gone. He put on a sad little face as he didn't get to share in the fun. There was only one puddle, and I wanted it, proclaimed Stinjessi. Her stingy side was emerging, and when this happened, her magic side disappeared. Abednego looked up at the dark sky, and he knew it was about to burst wide open, so he didn't worry. Soon there would be puddles everywhere. The dark rain clouds were getting ready to shower the field of sunflowers with delicious raindrops that would make them even stronger and brighter. But just as the first cloud began to split wide open, he zipped himself right back up. He was watching below, and he saw how stingily Stingessy was behaving. He didn't approve of this stingy kind of behavior, so he decided to teach her a lesson. He told all of the other clouds to keep on moving and let the sun shine through. So the sun came bursting out over the sunflower field. Stingessy began to stomp her feet. She was desperate for a rain puddle, and she was infuriated as she watched the clouds move away. She stomped and stomped, and the more she stomped, the faster the clouds moved. She stomped so hard that the soft earth beneath her began to give away. With each stomp, her feet sunk a little deeper until they burst right through the earth and Stingessi fell into a giant hole. Down, down, down she fell, spinning all the while through a dirt tunnel. She tried to grab onto the earth around her, but she was moving too fast. Stingessi was spinning so quickly that she couldn't see anything. Her heart pounded as she regretted being so stingy, but it was too late. Chapter 2 Stingessi felt as if her heart would split in two, and just when she thought it would, the tunnel spit her out into the sky, where she spun round and round as she was hurled to the earth below. She splashed right into a lake of pink flamingos who were peacefully sleeping on one leg. Stingessi landed near Phineas the flamingo. Phineas was 27 years old, and he was very wise. He put down his other leg and stretched his neck down until he came face to face with Stingessi. He stared deep into her eyes and didn't say a word. Stingessi stared right back. Her eyes were full of terror. Her eyes told the whole story, and Phineas knew exactly what had happened. Rain. You need rain. This is the only way home for you, little one, he said. Stingessi contorted her little face, and it went from befuddlement to understanding. She nodded at Phineas and said, Do you know how to make it rain? It's not I who needs to make it rain. It's you. Mother Nature has plenty of rain, and she will always share if you will share, he said. Stingessi rolled this thought around in her head for a minute and then nodded and said, Okay. You got some work to do. You're in Kenya, and Mother Nature can be tough here. 
You've got to show her that you really mean it, Phineas said. But how? asked Stingessi. Just carry on your journey and look for opportunities to be generous. But be careful, because a leopard doesn't change his spots, said Phineas. Stingessi had no idea what Phineas was talking about, so she just nodded and thanked him for the advice. Then she turned and plodded out of the lake, full of pink flamingos. Stingessi walked along and threw her hoop in the air, performing her best tricks, and shouted, Make it rain! She looked up at the sky, and nothing happened. The sun beat down on her as it grew warmer and warmer. She threw her hoop again and yelled even louder, Make it rain! That will never work, she heard a voice say. Stingessi watched as her hoop slid right over the head of a very long-necked creature and landed. She made a little face and asked, It won't? No, it won't, replied the creature, who was a geranook. She was a bit like a gazelle, but with the neck of a giraffe. I'm Karima, she said shyly. I'm Stingessi, Stingessi said proudly. What does that mean? asked Karima. Stingessi shrunk a little and said, Sometimes I can be stingy and not share. Karima let out a little laugh. <laughs> Why are you laughing? asked Stingessi. Because my name means the exact opposite. It means generous one. Oh, I, I see, said Stingessi, feeling a tiny bit ashamed. Don't worry, I'm not always generous, but I do try my best. Sometimes I'm stingy too, but not very often. Everyone is once in a while. This made Stingessi feel much better, and she invited Karima to walk along with her. As they ambled in the hot sun, Stingessi performed tricks with her little hoop, expertly throwing it in the air like a boomerang and catching it with her foot. She told Stingessi all about her life in Kenya. She spoke of her friends, the zebras and the giraffes. She loved the giraffes because they had long necks, just like she did. Then she told her about the leopards and lions. Every day, I have to pay close attention to my surroundings, or I could be eaten. Eaten? exclaimed Stingessi. Yes, the lions and the leopards would love to have me as a snack, said Karima. Stingessi threw her hoop up into the air and said, If we see a lion, I will tame him so he won't eat you. Karima just laughed and said, That is if the lion doesn't eat you first. Stingessi was quite brave and not scared easily, but this made her quiver just a little. Well then, let's make sure we don't see a lion, Stingessi said as bravely as she could. Karima stopped and stood as still as a statue. Her head turned ever so slightly and her ears cocked. Stingessi looked at her and froze. Off in the distance, they could hear a low rumbling growl. Without making a sound, Stingessi turned to look at Karima. Her eyes had doubled in size and she no longer wanted to tame a lion with her hoop. The growl came again 
And this time, it was closer. Much closer. Under any other circumstances, Karima would have fled the scene instantly. But she couldn't leave Stinjessi alone. Before she could say a word, a stunning leopard with gleaming yellow eyes charged through a nearby bush and ran straight for Karima. Chapter 3 Stinjessi didn't hesitate. She saw her chance to be generous, and she took it. She could work her hoop masterfully, so she turned it on its side and threw it like a frisbee. She aimed straight for the flying legs of the leopard. The hoop caught the leopard mid-leap, and down he went. Stinjessi, hop on my back now, cried Karima. Stinjessi quickly leapt up onto Karima's back, and off they flew through the brush. The brush was low with lots of branches, but Karima stretched her long neck out in front of her, and she maneuvered through the bramble like a graceful gazelle. She had been doing this her entire life and knew exactly how to go in, out, and around the dry brush that surrounded them without being seen or heard. Stinjessi clung to Karima's neck and lay down flat as she glanced behind them. Off in the distance, she could see the leopard with her tiny hoop caught around his legs. He was flailing about wildly and couldn't seem to shake his legs free of the hoop. Karima headed for her favorite hiding spot at the speed of light. She moved so quickly that Stinjessi could barely make out the herd of zebras they passed. They were a blur of black and white. They came to a large group of rocks that formed a small mountain in the middle of the Kenyan plains. Karima expertly slid into a space between two rocks where they were hidden from sight. They both stood panting and stared at one another for a moment before saying anything. Thank you, Karima said shyly. Me? exclaimed Stinjessi. Why me? You stopped and saved my life. I know you would have been long gone if I wasn't there, she said. Yes, but you didn't hesitate to throw your hoop, and I know how much you love that hoop. It's gone now. That was very generous of you, said Karima. Stinjessi smiled to Karima, and she smiled even bigger inside as she thought of Phineas's words. She had performed an act of generosity without even realizing it. Then she thought about her hoop and got a little bit sad. Her favorite hoop was like a good friend she would never see again. Come, we need to find water, said Karima. Stinjessi climbed on Karima's back and they headed off. She brought them to a nearby watering hole that was surrounded by zebras Everything looked black and white. Stinjessi fell under the spell of the zebras. Their stripes were so perfect and so even that they looked like some sort of mythical animals. But they were right here in front of her. She reached out to touch the soft, fuzzy crown of a baby zebra. He laughed and turned to Stinjessi and let out a huge smile. You came with Karima! You're my friend, he said. You're mine, Stinjessi replied. 
We're getting our last drink of the day. This watering hole will soon be dry. There is no rain, said the baby zebra. Stingessie looked up at the sunny sky. There was no sign of rain. She felt like it was her fault, but she didn't know how to fix it. As she looked around for Karima, she saw all of the zebras quickly turn and run. They were abandoning the waterhole and fleeing across the plains. The baby zebra zigzagged as he ran away. He knew if he ran zigzag, it would be harder for the leopard to catch him. She heard Karima call out, Stingessi! Stingessi! Where are you? But she couldn't see her. All around her was a dust cloud and zebras trampling every which way. Everything moved so quickly. The zebras sped away in the cloud of dust and Karima's voice was gone. Stingessi stood still and small and closed her eyes in the hopes of not being trampled. When the commotion finally stopped and the dust settled to the ground, it was silent again. Stingessi opened her eyes and found herself face to face with the leopard, and he was wearing her hoop around his neck like a necklace. Chapter 4 Stingessi was by nature rather brave, so she stood and stared right back at the leopard. This took the leopard by surprise. He was so accustomed to all of the animals making a quick getaway. He looked Stingessi up and down and wasn't sure what to make of her. Then he collapsed. He just sunk down to the ground and lay motionless. Stingessi stared down at the fallen leopard with her little hoop around his neck. Was this a trick? She didn't know what to do. She looked around, but everyone was gone. The zebras and Karima had vanished into the plains. She looked up at the sky and the sun glowed. There was no rain in sight. She looked over at the watering hole, which was almost empty. Stingessi was parched. She walked over to the hole and leaned in to take a drink. She looked at her reflection staring back at her, and then she froze. She thought about everything that had happened since arriving in Kenya, and then she thought about how much she wanted to go home. She thought about how she would have to wander the hot plains looking for a way home and may never find it. She thought about how generous Karima was, and then she knew what she must do. She reached down and scooped up some water and took it over to the leopard. He drank it immediately. Stingessi went back and forth eight times from the watering hole to the leopard. She emptied out the water and never took even a sip for herself, despite her dry throat. After drinking all of the water, the leopard stood up and flicked the hoop off his neck and right into Stingessi's hands. She gave him a little bow in thanks as she felt a tiny sprinkling of rain land on her nose. Stingessi looked up at the sky as it turned gray. It was going to pour rain. Follow me. I will bring you to shelter, said the sly leopard. So Stingessi followed along as the skies grew dark and the leopard led her into the brush. Along the way, he asked, How did you get this far in Kenya? 
all by yourself. Oh, I wasn't alone. My friend Karima brought me. She can run very quickly. The leopard just nodded and said, Hmm. He pretended not to show any interest. They came to a cluster of trees, and he climbed up into the branches. Stingessi nestled into a branch below him, and they both fell asleep. It poured all night long, and Stingessi knew that her generosity had been rewarded. It was time to go home. In the morning, the leopard asked, So what is your plan to get back home? I don't know, replied Stingessi, because she really didn't know. Why don't you find Karima? Maybe she can take you back. If you throw your hoop high enough in the air and do tricks, she will know it is you, and she will come for you, said the leopard. Hmm, that's a good idea, said Stingessi. Just as she was about to throw her hoop, she saw a flamboyance of pink flamingos off in the distance, and she thought of Phineas, saying, A leopard doesn't change his spots. Yikes! This leopard wants to catch Karima. I must be careful, Stingessi thought to herself. Mr. Leopard, I would love to call Karima and go home, but before I do... I have one small favor to ask, Stingessi said very sweetly. But of course, what is it that I can do for you? Answered the leopard in earnest. I saw a beautiful orange African daisy back near the watering hole, and I would love to give that as a gift to Karima. Would you be kind enough to fetch it for me with your fast legs? Asked Stingessi. A gift for Karima? I wouldn't hesitate. The watering hole is a long way off, and I can go quickly on my own. You wait here, and I shall return, and then we can summon Karima, said the leopard as he let out a long <laughs> smile. That sounds perfect. I will just hide in the shade of this tree until you return, replied Stingessi. The leopard turned and sped off towards the watering hole. After waiting until he was well out of sight, Stingessi threw her hoop into the air with playful tosses and tricks. Up and down it went, spinning around and around and reflecting the sun. Karima saw the shiny hoop from across the plains, and she knew instantly that it was Stingessi summoning her. She raced towards the hoop, and was thrilled to be reunited with a playful Stingessi, who told her all about the leopard. You're right, Stingessi. That leopard will never change his spots. He'll always want to eat me. But you outsmarted him. Quick, hop on my back. Stingessi felt like she was flying through the air on Karima's back. They soared past hippos, giraffes, and a herd of elephants. Kenya flew by quickly, as Karima whizzed through the air with Stingessi grasping her neck. Then, without warning, Karima flung her neck back and shot it forward, and Stingessi flew straight off into the sky as Karima shouted, Thank you for everything! Now it is time for you to go home, my friend! 
Stingessi looked at the ground below and spotted Phineas waving as she flew by. Next, she saw the zebras whiz by in a blur of black and white. And then she spotted the leopard, who was pacing around the cluster of trees with an orange daisy in his mouth. Oh, leopard, you will never change your spots. But we fooled you this time. Stingessi felt herself flying through the earth hole that had brought her to Kenya. Straight through the hole and out the other side, she traveled. And then she was back where she had started, chasing puddles with Abednego. There were puddles everywhere, but Abednego was nowhere to be found. He was in the land of Ayankatlata, being chased by a gray dragon. But that is a tale for another time. So that is the end of Stingessi and the leopard who didn't change his spots. I hope you enjoyed this scoop tale. And if you did, I would love it if you would leave me a review on iTunes. Those reviews really inspire me and keep me going to produce more goop tales. So please leave me a review and let me know your thoughts. And now you can go to gooptales.com forward slash episode 18. That's the numbers one eight. And you can see all of the pictures that go with this story. You'll be able to see Stingessi and the leopard and Karima. And in every photo, there is a tiny, tiny hidden picture of Stingessi. And you need to go through the photos and find her. And on that same page, you will be able to download the first half of this story. And I invite you to read it and then write your own story ending for Stingessi and the leopard who didn't change his spots. And you can submit it online at gooptales.com to be published and let the rest of the world read it. So that's it for this time. And I will see you next time in Goop Tales episode 19, Abednego and the Dragon Who Couldn't Sleep. <laughs>